welcome back to Technically F1. I am your host, Rashab, and here with me today in our podcast recording studio is... Jack! Hello, Rashab. Um, before we start this podcast, I'd just like to say we've reached a milestone. Okay. Shall I tell you what this milestone is? Sure. Okay, so we have reached, for those who don't know, 500 listens overall on the podcast. That is insane. That's like, we're going to overtake eventually our most viewed video in listens. That's crazy. I mean, this is on all of our podcasts. I know, but still, that's big. I mean, not soon. We won't overtake it soon. But the fact is, 500 listens is not bad. There could literally be like, I don't know, like 15 people just sitting around. Just waiting to click the podcast? Yeah, and it could just be 15 people. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, anyways, well, beyond that, uh, I have some other world news for you, which is interesting if you want to hear it. Okay. Alright, so before we go into F1, it turns out that submarine that got lost in Indonesia actually sunk. So that's depressing. Uh, not much else Isn't to say other than that. Submarines are supposed to do sink. Uh, no, no, but this one sunk, sunk. It didn't come oh. back. Okay. I mean, I thought by submarine meant. No, I know. I I should have specified that it, it sunk um by letting water in. How do you do that though? Uh, oh, it's I'm, a fifty-year-old Indonesian submarine. Window. So you know, not the most reliable per se. I'm going to look out the window. Oops. Open the window. Okay. All right. What do you see out this window? Uh, well, I mean, I'm guessing the ocean because it's a submarine. Yeah, right. Well, you're opening... I'm confused. You're opening the window of a submarine. Yes. All right. I see. I mean, that's probably possible, isn't it? No, I think you've got to be in the periscope bit to get out, right? Or is okay. there, are there actual windows? I doubt it. I doubt that. I mean, maybe the torpedo hatch opened. Ah, oh, that's a good point. But who are they playing as a torpedo? Or maybe it was just broken. Who knows? Yeah, it could just be broken. Yeah. Anyways, uh, final thing before we start talking about F1. Honda, Gen- or not Honda, Hyundai Genesis is coming to England, which means... They're starting it off with a big discount on one of their cars, which will be $35,000, or £35,000, excuse me, the G80, which is their long sedan. So that's, that's a pretty good deal. The G70 is better, though. I personally would rather have I would the G70. Agree. The 3.3 yeah. turbo or something. Yeah. Uh, with 360 or 300-something horsepower. I think it's like 360 or 350-something. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, in racing news, Guido Vandegaard, uh, the failed F1 driver and semi-failed endurance driver, has now taken a shot at sim racers by saying the that Eau Rouge is spooky. The crew guy uh, um, in the Cars movies, that Fiat, I think it Oh, was. Guido, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing, did he ever meet Michael Schumacher? Uh, he must have, right? Yeah. I mean, 
if he was in the 2000s, then he must have beaten Schumacher. Most of them have. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. They probably split the dinner bill 20 different ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways. Um, and other racing news. Jimmy Broadbent, before we go into the race, has done his first Brit Car Praga race. And he got fourth place. Not bad for the sim racing guy. Um, there was a McLaren, there, there was a slow McLaren pit stop at Portimao. Oh, yeah. How slow was it? It was insane. Uh, I believe it, they lost a couple of seconds, I believe. Oof, that could have derailed the race. I mean, I guess in theory it did. He dropped from P5 to P10 after a tremendous recovery from P16. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, Ricardo had a stinker of a qualifying. I even tweeted about it. And, um, well, when you have a technically F1 Twitter account, Rashab, I can send you the details of that if you'd like to tweet on that as well. Um, anyways, yeah, he had a pretty terrible qualifying. Although, if I'm honest, my F1 account wasn't working, so I wasn't actually able to watch any of the race. I've had to watch the highlights. Do you want um, Mario Andretti's personal Alfa Romeo GTG? Oh yes! How much does it cost? Um, let us see. Um, I think that's Clarkson's favorite from... car. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he loves the GTV six. Uh, highest bid of the highest bid was twenty eight thousand, but they're looking for forty eight. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, that's almost, not, it's not almost double, but it's, it is close to double. Um, it's 20k more. Yeah, that's, that's pretty steep. Knowing that, well, depending on the condition, that could either be a great deal or a terrible deal. Because knowing alphas, it could look great on the outside, but on the inside, it could have its clutch that welded it together. Who knows? Oh, yeah, I remember that part. Was it? Clarkson's that got like stuck in a gear because the clutch just said nope and welded itself. I'm not sure, but he talked about it in one of the one of the episodes. episodes I think. Gear, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, he talks about alphas quite a lot. I but, think it was um, a cheap Italian cars. I think um, May got a Fiat Panda or something. Oh yeah, yeah, and the Panda was actually somewhat reliable. Oh wait, maybe it wasn't the Panda. Maybe it oh, wasn't no, that no. episode. Uh, wait, wait, maybe Fiat Spider? Not Panda. Because the Panda's the, the ugly panda one. The Panda was the off-roading one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait. Panda. wait. Wait, 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 wait. Fiat Panda, which off-roading one are you thinking of? Because I watched when I was traveling to Europe. Um, British Airways had Top Gear on there for free. So, you know, I watched some of it. And there was a Fiat Panda versus Suzuki Ignis race, and that could have been it. I know. I'm talking about James May. He got the Fiat Panda to do off-roading things. Oh, really? So that means that new Top Gear copied old Top Gear. I mean, it's not much of a surprise because one has good ratings and one doesn't. But, you know, interesting. And um, since today is May the 4th, we must talk about Star Wars. Oh, yes. Somehow. I know. How do we weave that in? Um, uh, what car do you think Star Wars characters would be? 
Um, I would say Tesla Model S because Teslas explode and maybe the explosion would knock the car into the air and maybe that looked like a one of the ships in Star Wars. Yeah, no, but actually, that's actually, that's... No. um, for somebody who drives a fast ship in Star Wars, you could give them I don't know SLS AMG something fun Porsche. That's Porsche GT3. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think stormtroopers would be Dodge Chargers. Oh yes. Six versions. Oh. <laughs> Wait. So what's the Hellcat Charger? Who gets that? Oh, the Hellcat Charger. I guess would be. Um. Isn't there the First Order? The. the yeah, yeah, the special Disney one. Yeah, yeah, the special ones. Uh not the special one. The one singular one. The. Uh, the one that's always wearing like a silver or platinum or whatever. Alright, let me figure this out. The first order person. The one where Disney ruined Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's Captain P H A A S M A. Phasma, maybe. So it's Star Wars. Alright, it's from The Force Awakens. So that's the crap Disney one, right? There's multiple of those. No, no, there were some of the Disney ones were good, right? Yeah, they're not bad, but like they're not good. The, they killed off some the, of the characters. Right. The original ones were so good. Yeah, wait, what would Darth Vader be? Uh he would be Durango V6. I would think he'd probably be something like European, like that draws yeah. attention. Well, no, you've got a point about that, so maybe Lambo Huracan, because it's not as powerful as the Aventador, but it does draw a lot of attention. But he's kind of clunky, almost, you know? He's wearing the full suit of armor. Right. So, then, (laughs) was there ever a bad McLaren? Um, well, apparently the interior build isn't great on most McLarens. So then maybe he's the McLaren MP412C, because that was their first one, therefore probably being their worst one. Uh, I've heard that the, the screen apparently squeaks or something, like when like the leather near the screen. Ah, so maybe it'd be a modern one. Maybe a... Um... I'm not sure of that, that one. Okay. So he's a McLaren in a bright color, metal flake or something. Um, yeah, maybe McLaren. Or maybe he's like a, I don't know. Actually, wait a minute. He's also kind of like, I mean, he was poured when he started out. Yeah. So maybe he's like a Toyota Century or something. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, and then in that case, what's another major character? Oh, Luke. Yeah, okay, so he gets a, um, he drives a fast ship, he's a, um... He doesn't have a ship. Does he not? No, he does. Oh, he's a the... X-Wing, right? Does he not? Oh, right, yeah, he has Yeah, yeah. Shot. Is that even his, though? I guess it isn't his, he sort of leases it from time to time. Oh, leases it. Doesn't he? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not really lease, he doesn't pay for it. You're right. He steals it from time to time. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Well, okay, fine. He takes it 
uh, with the permission of others. Well, it's kind of his job to take it. He's a fighter pilot, kind of. Okay, so he takes it, and they allow him to. Well, it's not really taking it. It's his job. So he's I, I don't know his then. job. Or he um, does his job. Smart car for two, or whatever. Or smart for two. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. Or no, the smart car roadster. <laughs> oh no, that'd be okay. Yoda. That'd be Yoda. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think this has gone on long enough. Yeah. Can we just talk about the race, if you don't mind? Yes. Yes, we can. Okay. So qualifying, I did watch uh, that when I could. Bottas on pole, so you were wrong about that. He was on pole. And then after that, you know, he sort of fell off. But but the fact Never that he was on... one off of pole. Has he? No, I think he has... He must have had a lights to flag victory, right? Come on, that I is... I mean, so never important. usually wins. He always gets pole, but then never wins the race in the end. Which is a shame, because I have this, like, theory that Mercedes... Even if he's in the position to win, he will be asked to give up the position to Hamilton for the championship. Tell me that is not the way you see it, because Bottas, at this point, is no longer in the championship. He's no longer a contender anymore. So there will be team orders invoked that way. And I think it would be the same at Red Bull. Well, I mean, yes. I don't like team order, though. So No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it... They do ruin F1. That and blue flags ruin F1. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, that would completely influence the championship. And at this point, do you think the Mercedes or the Red Bull is faster? At this point, I think the Mercedes should just give up. I sent you an article um, okay. about McLaren's financial problems. Oh, still? I- I thought they got a bailout from an American. Probably, but uh, this is from 2020. Uh, ah, okay. But it says build quality issues. Yeah, that Tesla and McLaren both have issues with that. But no one cares what the in- interior is like. If right, you're really going to use your McLaren correctly, you have to rip out the interior. Yeah. Unless you know, it's 765. I think McLaren's biggest problem is they're making too many special cars now. Corvette. No, like, in the early parts of 2021, it felt like every day that we were finding out about a new McLaren special project. There was the Elva, there was the Sabre, there was the... The Sabre, that was six cylinders, wasn't it? Or was that the Artura or whatever? The Artura, I don't like that at all. Do you? I love the Elva, that's pretty much it. The Elva, I think, is great. Um, That's the only car that looks different from any yeah. other car that they make. Oh, but you know what they also did? They also confirmed that the Senna GTR, they're making them now. So that's good. I think the Senna should just stay the same. Because, I mean, I think they should just stop making it. It'll just drive up the, like, I don't know. The price of it, resale yeah. value. I mean, look at the P- resale value of P1s. That's insane. I mean, it's not I don't 1. think one point one two five or something or one point one five. They were under a million British pounds when they came out. I think there were eight hundred and fifty Brit- million British pounds or eight hundred fifty thousand British pounds. So now that it's at the place that it is, they've not only appreciated in value 
all of them, but they've also just become a cool commodity to have because out of the whole trinity of hypercars, I think we would both pick either that or the 918. Fair, I would probably take the Jamira or whatever. The Koenig wait, 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 but that's not in the holy trinity of hypercars. It's LaFerrari P1 in 918. Okay, LaFerrari, isn't that the one that can't even run off of electric power? Yes, yes, that's the one that James May was uh, embarrassed by it's throughout not really the entire a hypercar. affair. I mean, it is like the standard hypercar, but it's not yeah. really. And the hypercars are more electric based, aren't they? Yeah, like, to be a hypercar, you need to have a hybrid element to it. I think, obviously, there are brands that are branding cars as hypercars when they most clearly are not hypercars. There is what? The, um, the Hennessy Venom GT F5. That is not a hypercar, nor oh, is wow. the... Oh, wow. Wait a minute. The McLaren P1 is 1.35 now. Oh, wow. That's huge. But prices can go above one point. Five. Ah, it's crazy. I mean, that's Koenigsegg money. Yeah, but the Jamera is obviously better with the dash cam. The, yeah. The dash cam's amazing. I mean, I think the Jamera is just... It is changing the definition of what a hypercar is. It's not hybrid, though, is it? It's... It's internal combustion only, I think. But yeah, no matter... makes it even better. Yeah, no matter what it is, I still think it's an incredibly cool, fast nope. car. Wait a minute, it has electric range. Oh, okay, so it is a hypercar. Okay, so it can be in, not in the Holy Trinity, but it is hypercar. It should be. Yeah, it could be added, but the thing about the Trinity being a Trinity is it's three cars. And Clarkson said it couldn't be added to, so. Okay, then why don't you just take out one car? I'm not taking out any of those cars. The LaFerrari is a bit useless with the fact that it can't run on electricity, but the others are great. And the LaFerrari is cool, too. I mean, the active arrow on that thing is amazing. Drop the LaFerrari and the P1. No, no, come on. The P1 is a classic. It will go it's down. It's dangerous. As... It is dangerous, but it, that's what makes it incredible. It's... it's extremely hard to control. Isn't that what um, Hammond said or something? No, no, Hammond loved it. He was power sliding it around Portimao. It's, well, yeah, he, he said it in a good way, though. He said that it was extremely powerful, didn't he? You know, he said, there's nothing in that car that will keep you from spinning except for your own talent, which I agree with. <laughs> How can we end up spinning? Well, he did spin it twice. But yeah, Clarkson twice. also said he loved the 918, even though he didn't pick it as his favorite. He says the 918 is cool because you can just end it endlessly, excuse me, slide it around the track, um, and you will have no punishment, no penalty for doing it. Obviously time, but you know. Okay, but the Koenigsegg is just way better than most of those cars. Because you have you have a four-seater, so you can have two mechanics in the back with a, watching the statistics on the computer. Yeah. And then um, in the front, but, you can have a driver and a navigator. But the Jamera... The problem with it is it is big. It will be so slow around the racetrack. The thing about the Holy Trinity is the point of them is they're not only fast in a straight line, but they're okay around a racetrack too. I mean, you take any other car, like the Holy Trinity, for instance, is in a Seto Corsa, which is the best sim racing video game for those wondering on Xbox, PS4, PS5, whatever. 
the best game you can have for that. And it has it on there. And when you drive those in comparison to other pay- cars that people consider hypercars, it's just nowhere near it. Their cornering performance is what changes it. I don't think the Jamera could get anywhere near that. It has 1,700 horsepower. Okay. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It, even if it makes up time on the straightaway, race tracks are about the corners. It has so much torque. What is it, like 1,900 or is it less than 2,581 foot-pounds. Insane. All right. Uh, at least that's what, um, what's it called? Yeah, uh, Car and Driver says. Nice. And have you heard that um, Bill Gates is getting divorced? Yeah. Actually, it's 1677 horsepower. Okay. Yeah, it's really sad. I think they're going to keep... Didn't they say they were going to keep working together on the charity? Yeah, because, I mean, the nice thing about it was, it was, and still is, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So it's... Even if they're marital relationship is done it's still best for the charity to keep it um keep it you know together keep those two working together yeah they don't seem to i mean their divorce doesn't seem to be as bad as like the bezos thing no that was a toxic divorce if i remember correctly yeah Uh, but but i mean it's all good like they are both parties are happy yeah, which is great. I mean, at, at the thing about Bezos divorcing or getting divorced was, um, I mean, he was cheating on his wife. And then the person that he was cheating on his wife with ended up saying that he, she didn't really fancy him anymore. And um, that ended, too. So it was all bad for Bezos. And now he's lost his, not stake, but he isn't working at Amazon anymore. So there's. Well, I mean, that was the choice, to be fair. Fine, but I mean, his life has really gone downhill. I mean, now he pretty much has to do, he has no obligation to do anything. Um, and but he's he can just rich. sit, yeah, I guess so. So he can just go sit on a beach somewhere, all right? Good point, private but, island or something. But come on, all these billionaire people, all they want to do is make a change in the world for worse or for worse. Um, you know, well, I mean. The Gates Foundation. Fine. So in his case, it's for the better, but for everybody else's case... Warren Buffett is going to donate a lot of his money to that when he dies. Yeah, I think that's a good cause for him to do that. I mean, he'll be one of the most underrated billionaires in U.S. history because people just... Warren Buffett. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, he's already underrated. Yeah. Which is... worth $100 billion. I mean, that's huge. He personally hasn't taken advantage of anyone. No, absolutely not. He's been He's mostly been... ethical, except for the company. I mean, it's probably the companies he has like invested Who in. Care? Who cares though? I mean, they're you know they're doing well. That's their and choice. Done... Exactly. Anyways, um, more. F1 news if we can, the race. So this week's video was not actually about the race in review. I decided to make a video about the dangers of having two cars that are super close together uh, on pace-wise. Now, can I summarize my argument for why that's dangerous? Sure. Do your whatever you need to do. 
Okay, so the reason I think that's bad is because in this era where, let's agree, the dirty air problem is pretty big. You know what I mean, okay? You get what I mean. Am I gonna have to? Am I gonna have to destroy my keyboard again? Um, yes. Great. There we go. That's that done and out of the way. Um. Anyways, that is a huge problem, and you know, very hard to follow and overtake. Once Hamilton got past Verstappen, even though the Red Bull, in my opinion, is about equal on pace with the Mercedes. He couldn't overtake him because of the dirty air. And then he just got shuffled back in the pit stops. And eventually, uh, he was at this point where he just could not close the five-second gap. And he jumped on another pit stop to get past his lap. I'm sorry for laughing, but the dirty air problem, it just sounds somewhat comical. Because it's a bunch of really fast cars being hindered by dirty air. Yeah, I know. It is pretty funny, isn't it? I mean, it's not even about the name, which is also yeah. quite funny. But I know these are the fastest moving objects in racing, and they get tripped up by a little bit of air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose that makes sense because it's like the invisible force of downforce. Right. That's that's the only thing that's keeping them on the racetrack and not just flying off. I mean, it is the takeoff speed of aircraft that they're reaching at the end of the straightaway. Like, um, Jeremy Clarkson, he yep. says he doesn't trust downforce. Eh? <laughs> what? He, uh, something along those lines, because it's invisible or whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. What if it just stops working? That. I mean, it's an unrealistic, but it also is a hilarious interpretation of what it is. Yeah, I think yeah, I mean, it is invisible. Yeah, exactly. What if it's... Not unless it is just air passing over a contoured surface. That's all it is. I suppose. Is it not? I mean, that's the way I see it. Oh, yeah, it is pretty much. Okay. So, anyways, um, the race. Uh, so Alonzo recovered. He was, unless I'm very much, he was in the points, right? Barely. Is that like okay. two or four points? But the Alpine, we all know, is slow now. And because the engine isn't good enough, they're not making any strides upwards. Yeah, including your whole lineup for Fantasy F1. I'm still a point ahead of you. I understand that. But when Alonso comes on strong near the end of the season, sort of like Ocon did against Ricardo, then I think I have a chance of getting ahead of you. Although then again, Paris is going to shape up and you're going to just fly off into the distance. Paris, I'm guessing, I mean, I'm doubting any team will give team order to Verstappen. No, I genuinely think... race could end any second. No, stop taking the piss with that. But anyways, I think that Verstappen will get preferential team orders if the call has to come. Unfortunately, maybe, probably, definitely, yeah. Because, look, he's fighting the championship, and they're not going to do anything different with Bottas. I mean, Lewis will complain that, you know, oh, the position artificially, but no matter, it'll be the same thing with Bottas. I mean, yeah, but uh, people actually like Sergio Perez more, to be fair. I know, and the Red Bull team values him, but... Like, Bottas is just the most underappreciated driver ever. Absolutely, and it's my firm belief that he will never be allowed to win a championship in Mercedes, which is such a shame because 
He is a good driver. That's the only team competing currently. Frick. No, Red Bull is. Come on. He, Red Bull is definitely competing. Kind of. Not really very much, though, because Red Bull has one small problem. Don't say it. They don't win. Definitely wasn't just destroying my keyboard. Anyways, um, I would disagree with you there because they're just trading wins at the moment. Come back next weekend and then they'll win it. Okay, but Lewis Hamilton usually wins, to be fair. That's why Maybe. I said that Lewis Hamilton would win with Portimao, and he did. If he wins this next race, I won't be entirely surprised because he is very good in conditions, or not conditions, he's very good at Spain. It's his favorite track, he says. Even though we all agree that it's a terrible track, Lewis is, says it's his best track. Seems so, to be the best at every track. No, I disagree there. I think Max is faster than him in many places. Can we agree so, that Max like, Verstappen... Uh, in Milan, pretty much. Oh, come on. We can both agree that if we had to make a team of F1 drivers, we would put Max Verstappen on it before we would Lewis Hamilton. I'm not so sure about that. You're not convinced. I am convinced. It really you have depend on the car. Me. Both in the same car, I think Verstappen would win. Both in the same car, maybe, but, um... Rashab, you have convinced me. I think Lewis Hamilton could do well against Verstappen. I'm not saying that it would be a landslide Verstappen's way. I'm simply saying that I think, in the end, his aggressive style would keep him ahead. I think there is a chance that he could win. But I think it's always a safe bet to just bet on Lewis Hamilton. I mean, it's the easiest thing you can possibly do. Just say Hamilton's going to win it again. Well, you will. I don't think so. I think Verstappen has a chance. And I think Red Bull could come on strong in the end of this year. And the thing is, I want to go back and talk about a time that this happened. And Mercedes could screw themselves over here. Because this was happening this exact way in 2013, but it was the other way around. Red Bull was trying to win the championship, and Mercedes was the thorn in their side. They had one race early in the season, and it really scared Red Bull. And what they had ended up doing was they spent more time developing the 2013 car instead of the 2014 car for the regulation change. So when, as we all know, the terrible engine was created by Renault, uh, their aerodynamics weren't good enough to compensate. So what happens if Mercedes does that next year, and they end up with a terrible car? I mean, we all know their engine isn't as good as it could be. Well, I mean, I feel like they could use a little bit of help from cars. What, for the engine? Yeah, I mean, Cosworth just seems to just put everything together well. Yeah, I think they make some pretty solid engines. They may not be the most powerful, but they can make solid ones. Yeah, they're extremely light. They're powerful somewhat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Gordon Murray engine they made was really good for his car. Uh, yeah, and the Ford. There was some Ford Sierra, I believe. Yeah, the Ford Sierra and then the Cosy V2. Those were both really good cars. Uh, and then there was, like, another... Uh, I think there was, like, a Mondio or something, maybe? Or is that different? No, I think you might be right about that. Um, yeah, they may have made one here. Let me look it up. Have you ever seen the Opal GT? 
Uh, I have not, but also there was no Mondeo Cosworth. It was just called Escort Cosworth. Ah, uh, yes, it was the Escort. Okay. And they're pretty much the same thing, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, but then there's the Mercedes 190E Evo um, 2.5-16 Cosworth. Yeah, it's pretty nice as well. Four-cylinder motor. Yeah. 197 horsepower. <laughs> For the time, that was okay. Yeah, I, I mean, even now, that would be do that would do pretty well. Absolutely, but it's not like you know, three hundred horsepower is the industry standard for a hot hatch these days. So, you know, Type R. Oh, what the Civic Type R has that right? I don't Civic Type R has Fiesta like some three hundred something, three hundred six, I think. Yeah, uh, the Ford Fiesta ST barely scrapes that, and then I know the Focus RS is like four hundred. Ford has some interesting hatchbacks. They really I do. I believe it was Hammond who pointed that out. Yeah, he's right about it. Like, he always chooses something from America. Yeah. Which is not always bad. So, their group has um, James May, the Japanese specialist. Yeah. Um, Richard Hammond, the muscle car guy, yeah. kind of. The muscle car kind of American guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, and Jeremy and Clarkson. Jeremy Clarkson, just all European stuff. That guy, yeah. Italian mostly. Yes. He seems to love Alfa Romeos. Oh yes, he comes. And you can't uh, blame him. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah. They're like the perfect car on paper. Five hundred yeah. horsepower from like a six-cylinder engine. I know it sounds incredible. That's almost Porsche. It is, it is dangerously close to Porsche. I mean, Porsche's highest end, I believe, is a GT2 RS at 700 horsepower. Uh, I believe it's the GT2 RS MR, which is... Ah, yes, that one, the racing one that set the record or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the GT3 RS is about to get an MR version as well. Or at least that's what's been seen lapping around the Nürburgring. But speaking of secret cars, this morning I saw a car that was in... um. You know that sort of weird camo wrap that the companies put on the cars before they're launched to hide bits of them? I saw a car like that this morning. Yeah, if you ask me, that just makes them more obvious. Yeah, no I was... No follow a normal car, but if you use that camo, I feel like it's fair game to follow you. Absolutely, I definitely considered following it. Except you can't drive, and I doubt yes. your parents would let you, like... Yes, maybe true. Kill someone. <laughs> Like follow that car. <laughs> it could be a concept car. Yeah, but um, quick thing. Um, concepts though. Oh, yes. uh, what do you think about the Estoke or whatever? Lamborghini. Lamborghini? Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. Let me look it up. I love that car. It it's a Lamborghini sedan. Yeah, I mean. It looks a bit like a Huracan, let's be it honest. It looks so distinguished, though, like as like a sedan. Yes. It looks like a sports sedan. I love it. The only thing I don't like about it is the rear end. It just is so simple. It isn't a Lamborghini. What about the Saab Aero X, though? Any Saab makes me happy. Let's see. Yeah, Saabs are just beautiful cars. Yeah, don't at me about that one. 
Oh, I that's mean, so have cool. You seen the, have you seen the nine five? I believe. Sob nine five. I think so. Where is it? Let's see the nine. Let's sub nine five. That's a very cool car. Yeah, I think it's one of their last ones they made. And nine five arrow, three hundred horsepower. Ooh, very nice. With a V six, two point eight liter V six. Yeah, very cool. Um, are they known to be reliable? Uh, depends on the sob. There were some that had these terrible gearboxes, but there were others and more of their most recent ones, which were semi-reliable. And within that, um, you know, they made some incredible cars. I mean, didn't they also make a good amount of manuals? Uh, they did. Yeah, they were one of the last, like, mostly manual brands. And they also did a lot of turbos and stuff. Yeah, they were the earliest adopter of turbos on road cars. Yeah, and their turbos are good, like, 300 oh, horsepower. Yeah. That's nothing to laugh at. I mean, their turbos are apparently bulletproof reliable, so that's cool as well. Yeah, like, uh, 62 miles, miles per hour in 4.9 seconds is what the Arrow X has. That is the Arrow X, it's a concept, but the, the engine is a 2.8 liter twin turbocharged V6. Come on. And um, it's funny because um, I believe that's what the 9.5 Arrow has. I think you're right, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd like to talk about some aviation news, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm sorry, I just love to talk about this. Um, I've actually found a reason why the A3... Okay. Okay, so there's an airline called Etihad, which is apparently better than Emirates. Um, and their A380 had a three-bedroom... Or not a three-bedroom suite. It had a three-room suite on it with a bathroom. A private bathroom. I think that is genuinely next level, and they should have it on other planes. But because they're retiring the A380s, this three-bedroom or this three-room suite is going away. Which does not make me happy because I'm flicking through pictures of their other offerings on other planes and they just don't look as good. The first class on the 787 looks good, but on the 777, it just looks old. What do you feel about the, um, let's say, Eclipse 550? Um, propeller plane, right? Um, I think it's a jet, actually. Let me look it up. Oh, that's very cool. Um, it's a bit small. Nice. I mean, yeah, but also, like, it's the sort of thing that Richard Hammond would fly in his spare time, isn't it? He can fly? He can, yeah, he flies a helicopter. Oh, that explains the whole medical helicopter thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're always taking the piss out of him for helicopter stuff. And they're always making jokes about, you know, your helicopter's grounded or something like that. I always thought it was because he kept crashing and they always needed a helicopter to get him out of there. Oh, well, it's that, but it's mainly about um, the fact that he has one and he flies it. But apparently it's in for maintenance all the time because it isn't a very good one. Yeah, I would have a helicopter, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, other than the fact that they're really difficult to fly, I think it's really cool to have one. 
Yeah, I mean, I I mean, it would also be kind of cool to have a plane, but I think a helicopter would be cooler because you can take off vertically and land literally anywhere. Exactly. So much versatility with that. Yeah. Anyways, um, any other planes that have come onto your radar? Um, let look. What is um? What is your opinion on MIGs? Oh, the fighter jets, right? Yep. So I think they're okay, but I think the Sukhoi fighter jets are even cooler. Okay. Which what? MIG are you thinking though? Any of the MIGs. Okay, um, I think it's what the MIG twenty nine, right? MIG. I think the MIG twenty nine is beautiful. I I love that car. Car plane. Just checking the plane, right? Ah, uh, yes. This cars. No, no, wait. I thought you said that car, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. MIG twenty nine. The no, the plane is cool, but it's not as long as the Sukhois, which. I don't know what it is, but I like the Sukhois. I like how they're a bit longer. Uh, look up Sukhoi Su-57. That's cool. Oh, it's a shame that it's just Air Force flying these planes because it gives them a bit of a bad reputation. I, the MiGs? Well, not just that. The Sukhois as well. The Sukhoi looks interesting. Their idea of camouflage is a bit weird. Yeah, it's like a blue digital camo. It confuses me. What are they hoping to accomplish through that? Uh, clouds. So they're trying to be able to air... Not clouds, excuse me, sky. So if you see it, or if you're looking up towards the sky, or even below you, the idea is that you wouldn't be able to see it because it's blue. Okay, well, I mean, I might be wrong here, but how good is Russia's weather? I don't think it's very good. I don't think it's very conducive to that. But the thing is, I think the idea is that the plane won't be flying in Russia. It'll be flying somewhere else. It'll be attacking somewhere else. Okay, where are they planning on attacking? Well, was it... California. Yeah, California. Was it Syria? Where were they attacking, right? Everybody's something like attacking that. Syria. Can't remember if it was them or somebody else who was attacking Syria. Wasn't Biden attacking Syria? Everybody's attacking Syria. Apparently, we all hate them. Um. Anyways, yeah. So that's the aviation of the week. Any other F one news to talk about? I think we might be out of content this early. We're not out of content. We can talk about other things that aren't FY. Come on, this is not the first podcast we've done this. Let's be honest. Yeah, but we've kind of exhausted a lot of our topics. We've only exhausted the topics that we've chosen to exhaust. What about Overland movement, the Overland thing? Oh, wait, you mean, like, the cars? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, what sort of things are you thinking about? Like, Jeeps or... Porsche 911. Wait a minute. Overland Porsche. 911 Carrera 4S. Holy crap. I see that. What is the meaning of that? Why would you I kind of like it. Like, I mean, you can drive fast around the countryside, but yeah. then just pop up tent, your tent and that stuff, and you're done. I would, I would prefer to use, like, an old Cayenne, like one of the first-generation Cayennes. I think that'd be cooler. 
Yes, but it'd be more fun to drive this. You know, you have a point there. You definitely have a point there. What about an Overland 918? I think you need a roof for it. 918 has a roof. Really? I thought it was a convertible. Isn't it a Spider? 918 Spider? Yes, but it has a, um, it's a hardtop convertible. Yeah, so, but do you really want to test your, like, I mean, if you look at the 918. Yeah. Um, like, it doesn't look like you're, what should we call it? Uh, no, you have a you point. Put, You've got a point so there. So you put your tent on top of it, and then you turn on the car. It looks like it looks like it's about to be f- sprayed with flames or something. Look at the exhaust, like right behind the headrest, almost. Yeah, you have a point there. Um, you know, I would be less interesting in an over or, or interested in an overlanding um Porsche than I would be in, in probably an overlanding pickup truck because I think it'd just be more versatile. For that sort of thing. So obviously your suspension travel would be bigger. An overland um, Audi, the all-road. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Because it's a wagon, so you have a lot of space on top of it. Yeah, but that begs the question, Panamera wagon then? I mean, the Taycan, Gran Turismo. Because then you can put put solar panels on the roof of your Yeah, you've got a good point. And then you'll just be able to harvest the energy that you need. I mean, the thing is, you wouldn't be able to harvest very quickly because you'd most likely be charging at night. Yeah. No, no, if you... It'd be okay. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, maybe you might want the Panamera. Yeah, maybe so. Gas is just a more reliable source of power. Ah, you know what it'd be? I would take, although it would be any good off-road, I'd take an any-level F350. Look that up. I've seen those. Those have, like, the whole, like, ambulance setup if you want it. What? What do you mean by ambulance setup? I'm genuinely interested. Can't you build an ambulance on the back of those? I thought it was the F650. Eh, it's all the same, to be fair. After you get past yeah. F250 Super Duty. You have a point about that. No, I think it's, like, a, um, uh, a show truck on, uh, looks like hydraulics. Um. Yeah, that'd be cool. Ah, uh, there's a cool truck. Um, give okay. Me a minute. Uh, oh, this guy whistling diesel destroyed in any level of 350. Idiot, man. Why would you do that? Um, give me a minute. Oh, some of these are genuinely cool. Okay. Uh... Hmm. Let's see. Is there any other... The T5 6x6 would be nice. Uh, which brand is that? Man. Wait, you mean the big European trucks? I sure we'll go with that. I mean, they're huge trucks. They say "man" on the front of them. They're, I think they're made by Volkswagen or something. Yeah, I think they. Oh wow, that thing. The T five. Okay. All right. Uh, if we're going for trucks like that, I go for the Tatra eight one three. 
one second. Let me look it up. Oh, that that's a military truck. That's not a um, not an overlanding truck. I'm not. I don't think I'm finding the same thing as you are. All right. What do you see when you see Tatra eight one three? Eight one three. Eight one three. Okay, that that I thought you said eight one three, or a one three. A one three. Okay, yeah, Tatra eight one three. That wouldn't be terrible. Although That's I imagine like it wouldn't. Eight wheel. Or... Yeah, yeah, it's an eight by eight. I, I mean, mean you wouldn't get have tracks then. No, no, no. There is a purpose for an eight by eight. I can't think of it, but there is a purpose for an eight by eight. I don't think there is. Traction. No, no, that's the purpose of attraction. You need like a like an eight cylinder in each like for each set of wheels. No, not necessarily. I mean if it's just powerful enough as it is, then it could be okay. Um, there's this Swiss brand I know that makes trucks. Um Ooh, let's see I'll look just look it up. Swiss truck brand. That's going to get me some great things. Let's see here. Not seeing anything. It might not be Swiss, but I remember there's this truck that has some relation to Switzerland. Okay. Uh, I, I forgot what it's called, but um, it, it was, it's kind of a little bit older, but it looks quite interesting. Nice. Okay. All right. So we might be out here. No, no, we're not out of topics. There's no way we could be hostily out of topics. Minutes. Come on. There's stuff to talk. We have things to talk about. We are definitely not out of ideas. Come on. Um. Sorrow. Sorrow. Ag. Sorrow. How do you spell that? Uh, S A U R E R. Let's see. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. The 6DM, I believe, or the 10DM. Let's see this. 10DM. 10DMs, okay. Oh, that's cool. Looks like a man truck. Nice. Yeah, it quite does. It's a 6x6, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um, Oh, that'd be great for overlanding. I mean, I suppose you be, don't even need to yeah. put a tent or anything. No, not even. Because it has one, or at least the only thing that I'm seeing. Oh my god, I'm seeing a crime happening right now. Oh, where? Uh, do tell, do tell. We need this uh, on the podcast. I'm seeing mm-hmm. this sour truck driving over an Alfa Romeo. Ooh, that's terrible. It's a true crime. Very, very bad. This should Wait. be a Netflix documentary. I know, I know. We'll need to get, um... Oh, I see the one that you're looking at. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, how do you fix that? I mean, there's just nothing. It's just a terrible image. But this sour truck seems like something um Hammond would use as an RV. He would. He would take it over the top and take one of these, yeah. I mean... It would make a better RV than the American RVs that are intended to be one. 
No, but the one that he made into an RV, he just put a tent, or he didn't use a sour, but he just used, like, a truck and put a tent on the back of it. Yeah, it wasn't very good what he created. But he did have, a like, a balcony thing, like a porch, I suppose. Yeah. He could have put, like, some flower things or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Maybe he, he could have nice. made it nicer. Yeah. It was actually not bad, though. Not terrible, no. Like, if you're parking somewhere that has restrooms, then I suppose it's fine. Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is about traveling in America is you're not ever sure when the next, re- or where it will be, the next restroom, because... Yeah, but if you're traveling that far away from restrooms, chances are you- the world is your restroom. It's a good point, it's a good point. But on the other hand, if you're spending money on an RV, maybe you just put a restroom. I mean... But I mean, it'd just be cheaper to put a tarp on the back and call it an RV. Good point. Good point. But what are you putting in it if you put the tarp on the back? Just a bed or something, like a foldable bed. Okay. Wasn't that what uh, he put in? It was like a foldable thing. It was some really terrible accommodation. I mean, it's just nothing was right about I mean, that to be truck. Fair, Jeremy Clarkson's was weren't great either. No, no, Jeremy was incredible. He could drive it as a boat. That was great. He couldn't drive it, though. He could. From from the boat thing, with, didn't he have some accelerator and braking problems? Yeah, he couldn't turn off the accelerator, so he was just stuck And then going. he also got locked out of his actual thing. Yeah, so it Richard had some Hammond minor issues. James May had to crash into him. Yes. <laughs> they only had to slightly crash into him. And then um, he had to climb through two different windows to get yeah. to his car. Um, yeah, so that one had problems, and it was almost fully a bathroom. Oh, very nice. It was actually fully a bathroom. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Except for, like, a tiny bed. And this man's, like, six foot something, probably. Yeah. This bed was tiny. I know. Like, you know, Clarkson made a better vehicle when he did the um, the old Africa special on Top Gear than he did when he made that camper. Because that had a really nice bed in it when he did that. Wait, was that the one that he did in, like, a wagon or something? Or is that... He did it in a Beamer one? wagon, yeah. Oh, I suppose that would be quite cool. That would be similar to an Overland movement, wouldn't it? Absolutely, but whatever, whatever he did to that, the modifications made that work excellently. Um. Yeah. Um. All right. Think, on that terrible think, disappointment. On that terrible it's disappointment, time. it's time to end. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Sorry, this is a shorter one, I guess. Right? Yeah. It's all we have to say. There will be another race this weekend. It will be at Barcelona, Catalonia, and it will be crap. Right? Next, Can we next just... week's probably will, will be short, too. Yeah, let's be honest. Because anything at Catalonia, I'm going to watch this one, though, will be terrible. So boring. No, I'm just thinking that we're out of topics at this point. We couldn't think of anything. Look, no, we didn't. It's not that we couldn't think of anything. We went through all the topics. It's impressive that we got through that much. In that little time. I know. Oh, have you seen the MG um, concept car? Uh, which one? I'll just look it up. Let's uh, see. The, whatchamacallit? 
Yeah. The oh wow, Cyberster, a Cyberster, I think. Very cool. I like it. I love well, it. Well, I don't love the headlights though. They make you think it's gonna be pop up headlights, but it's not gonna be pop ups. But it looks so good at the same time. It does, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Great. Uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye. sake studio recording production copyright i'm not quite sure the day thank you for listening goodbye